Joe Biden spoke today. It sucked. We're going to talk about inflation and empty shelves. And we have the great Carol Roth coming up on I'm Right. Joe Biden spoke today. And I just want to clarify, I'm going to get to inflation and the Biden administration's response to it and empty shelves and prices. And I'm, I'm going to get to all that in a second. But Biden spoke today and none of it was too groundbreaking. But I did think there was a spot in there that is so revealing about so much. This part. Let's be clear. Vaccination requirements should not be another issue that divides us. That's why we continue to battle the misinformation that's out there. And companies and communities are setting up their uh, stepping up as well to combat these the misinformation. Southwest Airlines at the head of the pilot, the head of the pilots union and its CEO dismissed critics who claim vaccination mandates contributed to flight disruptions. School board members, religious leaders, and doctors across the country are fighting misinformation and educating people about the importance of vaccines. All of these efforts are going to help us continue moving the dial to eliminate this disease. Very revealing. Why? A couple different reasons. The vaccines are, shouldn't be an issue that divides us. How these people talk, how they talk to you. Joe Biden is not a king. He's not a dictator. He's not a czar. He's not an emperor. He's the president. You understand, you do, you do get that the president is not in charge of you, right? And the chain of command of your life, the president isn't in there. The president is not in charge of you. He is the chief executive. He runs the wars. He obviously enforces the laws. The president is not in charge of you. And the way he speaks, the way these people speak to you, shouldn't be an issue that divides us. We all know what he's saying there. If you just do what you're told, we, would, hey, we wouldn't be arguing. Right? How many times have I told you? Do I have to hit you again? You're going to do what you're told. Who, does he, who do these people think they are? Who does this person think he is? That's one. And another thing, and this is a lot better than that one. I realize that was a little dark, but it's true. This part. He's nervous. That's a president who's nervous. You don't step up and give that little speech unless you're nervous. Mr. Producer, I want you to play it again one more time right here. I want you to listen to this. This is not a man who's ahead of the issue. This is not a man who thinks he's winning. This is a man who thinks he's losing. That's why he's given the, hey, it shouldn't divide us routine. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, misinformation. It's just a lot of misinformation. And uh, uh, look at my buddy, the CEO. He agrees with me. This is a man who's losing and he knows it. Let's be clear. Vaccination requirements should not be another issue that divides us. That's why... We continue to battle the misinformation that's out there. And companies and communities are setting up their uh, stepping up as well to combat these the, the misinformation. Southwest Airlines, at the head of the pilot, the head of the pilots union and its CEO, dismissed critics who claim vaccination mandates contributed to flight disruptions. School board members, religious leaders, 
And doctors across the country are fighting misinformation and educating people about the importance of vaccines. All these efforts are going to help us continue moving the dial to eliminate this disease. That's not a man who's winning. And why would he be so nervous? I mean, well, Jesse, why is he on? Why do you think he's on the defensive? Why would he be so nervous? Here's why. There is reality. And reality can't be avoided sometimes. Oh, I know they'll lie. They'll continue to lie. We'll cover all the lies and we'll tell why they're lying. But the truth is reality, sometimes it hits you across the face like a baseball bat and you can't lie about that. You see, the average person in the United States, they're not you. I, I, obviously, hey, we're thrilled so many people watched I'm Right. We're, we're thrilled so many people watched the first. Our numbers are exploding and it's awesome. But the political people in this country, 5%, 10% who, who watch what you watch, you sit down, you probably watch this show every night. Good for you. Obviously thrilled you're here. But the vast majority of Americans are not political people. They, they, they just don't have an interest in it. They don't. They go to work, kids go to school, get home, maybe turn on the game, maybe maybe the news for 10 minutes. And, then and again, I'm not pointing fingers. They're not bad people who have different interests. It's just not something they, they think is a priority. But those people, they still live life. They still go out and they fill up their car and they buy groceries and they buy Christmas gifts and they go shopping and they buy things. And when they start looking around and feeling pain, real pain when they go buy things, they're going to start asking questions like, why? And they're going to start asking questions like, who's to blame for all this? Inflation right now is up 5.4%. That's a 13-year high. Now, I went to community college, but if I do the math 13 years, that, that means the last time it was this high was 2008. What else happened in 2008? The Biden administration, they may be full-blown communists, but they're not unaware that the pain is already here. People are feeling it at the gas pump, at the grocery store, at a lot of places, and they're aware more pain is coming. They're going to try this whole vaccine, unvaccinated thing. They're going to try to ride that horse until it bucks them because reality, reality means there's no escape for the Biden administration and getting assigned these things. Listen to this. Listen to this. And I want to, I want to, before I go into these prices of ground beef and steak and all these other things, the things people buy, I just want to once again point this out, and I'm never going to let this go. Right back when coronavirus got here, way back then, and every single Tom, Dick, and Harry who has a TV show or, or, or they write for a living or they do radio or the politicians on the left and the right, it was basically every single person, they all said, go home, just, just go home, it's just two weeks, we're just going to pause the economy, guys, we'll just pause it. It's like Netflix, we'll pause it and then we'll unpause it. And I came on and I said, this is outrageous. You people have no idea how normal people live, that's one. Two, you have no idea how supply chains work. You don't just stop certain parts of a $20 trillion economy. You're going to cause carnage like you never have seen before in your life. I told everybody this, and I told everyone this day one. And I was called a monster and a grandma killer. And guess what? The bill comes due. 
ground beef. This is just so far. Keep in mind, there is no indication this is as high as it gets. Ground beef up 10.6%. Steaks, 22.1%. Bacon, 19 Chicken, 17 Eggs, 12 Peanut butter, 6 Baby food, up 4 Oh, you don't buy any of that stuff, right? You don't have any ground beef right now in your house, do you? Chicken, eggs. You, know, you surely don't eat eggs, right? And you know what? You don't, again, I don't want to get myself upset, but I'm getting upset just thinking about it. The people who do what I do for a living, most of them, talking to a television, well, talking to a camera, uh, talk on the radio, or politicians, people who do these kinds of things, they're generally people who make enough of an income, they don't really care if ground beef goes up 10%, if eggs go up 12%, if baby food goes up 4 I, I'm not anti-rich. I'm not dogging on rich people. I'm dogging on people who are well off and they push policies that hurt people who are not. That grades on me to no end, the callousness of that. Just go home. It's just a pause. It's just two weeks, you idiot. For most of my life, if I didn't work that week, I couldn't pay my bills. That's how normal people live, lots of them across this country. Oh, it's not just food. Gas prices, seven-year high. And get this, winter is coming, right? To borrow a phrase from Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Government is already projecting households to see a jump of up to 54% on your heating bills. And in maybe the funniest slash saddest slash most aggravating headline in the history of mankind, the Biden administration is asking oil and gas companies to address the gas prices. This is the same Biden administration that stopped the Keystone Pipeline. I just want to point that out. This is the same Biden administration that stopped drilling on federal lands. This is the same Biden administration that enabled foreign powers like Russia to complete their pipelines. This is the Biden administration that has done everything humanly possible to hurt Americans, to raise their gas prices. Now you're asking for what, a favor? And again, the callousness of these people. I, I, look, I don't expect people to be good people, right? I'm not a good person. I'm a terrible person. But have some kind of care in your heart for the fact normal people, you know, not fancy politicians, not media personalities, normal people, man, they can't afford this stuff. And yet this is the president's press secretary. One of the greatest national security crises the president sees, a number of other world leaders agree on that front. Certainly, we all want to keep gasoline prices low, uh, but uh, the threat of the crisis, uh, the climate crisis, certainly can't wait any longer. The climate crisis? Do these people have any idea about normal Americans? Now, thankfully, I don't have to do this anymore, but for a, a massive portion of my life, when I pulled up to the gas pump, I didn't pull up and put the nozzle in and just squeeze the thing and, and, and press the thing down and then just walk away, go inside and get some chips. I would go up to the gas pump and I would know, okay, I can only put $10 in today because that's what I have to spend on gas. That's how normal people fill up their tank. I, I realize that Jen Psaki doesn't live that way and Joe Biden does li doesn't live that way. 
The normal person can't afford gas prices doubling. They can't. I got an email to my radio show yesterday from a general contractor, drives about 100 miles a day, 100 miles a day. So he has to fill up his truck a lot. He pulls a trailer. He said, Jesse, I'm finally at the point with my once successful small business because of the gas prices, I'm basically just working to work. No extra money for the wife, kiddos. He doesn't know what he's going to do with himself. And they're all, look, empty shelves. They're out there right now. Shipping companies and the Biden administration telling people, order your Christmas gifts now. I'm talking to suppliers across the country, general contractors, IT people. They're telling me things that would frighten you. Normal items, items you don't think about that were a week, two weeks out. If you click the order button, March of next year, February of next year at the earliest. Price increases doubling in some cases. Have you thought about this? Has anybody thought about this? And again, the callousness, the callousness. Jen Psaki's asked about this, about Christmas and whatnot. Does this seem like a person who gives a crap about you? Based on everything being announced today, yeah. can this administration guarantee that holiday packages will arrive on time? We are not the Postal Service or UPS or FedEx. Uh, we cannot guarantee. Look how proud she was of that answer, too. It wasn't just a snotty witch answer. She thought that was so slick. <laughs> well, we're not the USPS. Boy, you showed him. Again, real people. The White House Chief of Staff, his name's Ron Klain. He decided to get on the Internet today, and he retweeted something that said all this inflation stuff, all these problems are, quote, high-class problems. This was the tweet. Most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, are high-class problems. We wouldn't have had them if the unemployment rate was still 10%. We would instead have had a much worse problem. And look, we're going to talk to Carol Roth tonight about supply chains and such, but you want to know how bad it is? Watch this. All right, this is the yard. One of the reasons why everything's backed up is our f***ing container yards are stuffed to the tilt with containers. We need truck drivers to pick up their goods. And truck drivers, for us, they're all robots. This is an automated terminal, pretty much. Except for these bad boys right here, we drive these. These are not automated. really bad half a million ships i'm hearing numbers like that it's really bad it's gonna get worse uh i'm not trying to be a doomsdayer here but i want you to understand because of these vaccine mandates we are also going to have a reduced workforce going forward i mean these problems we're facing right now these are the problems we're facing now. These are problems we're getting because of what happened before. We haven't even gotten to major trucking companies hemorrhaging employees because of vaccine mandates, airlines, military, police force, healthcare workers, school districts. We haven't even gotten to that point yet. I am not trying to scare you. No, I don't try to do that. It gets worse from here. And I want you to understand what our disgusting, lying, half-brained president is going to do 
when this thing gets worse, he's going to do what all disgusting, violent tyrants have ever done. He's going to point to a certain segment of the population and scapegoat them. This will be all the unvaccinated's fault. The unvaccinated also put our economy at risk because people are reluctant to go out. Think about this. Even in places where there is no restriction on going to restaurants and gyms and movie theaters, people are not going. And anywhere near the numbers because they're worried they're going to get sick. That's disgusting. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, all this supply chain talk and economics and inflation, a lot of it can go over people's heads. It all goes over my head. I went to community college. It doesn't go over Carol Roth's head. She always breaks it down for us in a way we can understand. We're going to talk to Carol Roth about all this stuff next. Now, Jake's Mint Chew. Last night, actually, on the way home, I had had a, a million different meetings. It was just one of those days. Right? It's not as if I have a hard job. I'm not doing that whole thing. But it was just one of those days, a meeting here, a, medium, a meeting there. I have a deadline here. I just, I, I'm on the way home last night. Make up the phone, talking to the wife on the way home, and I tell her, I want to dip. I, I, I've got that urge. I want to go home right now, and I want to pour a glass of bourbon the side of my head, the size of my head, and I want to dip. She says, You have Jake's Mint Chew at home. Just get home and you'll be fine. And I did. Jake's Mint Chew, it's not, it's not just the way to quit, it's the way to stay quitted. I know that's not a word. Tobacco free, nicotine free, sugar free. But it's eleven different flavors, a long cut. Four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which is what I had last night, takes that edge off, and I don't have to feel guilty about it. Go to jakesmintchew.com right now and get some. Use the promo code JESSE, by the way, get you 10% off. jakesmintchew.com. We'll be back with Carol. The economy's complicated. All these supply chains and inflations and stuff like that. Carol Roth, probably also complicated, but she does know how to explain these things in a way we can understand. Joining me now, author of The War on Small Business and former investment banker, my friend Carol Roth. Carol, let's begin at the beginning here before I get to Bloomberg and all the other stuff. Um, supply chains. People are hearing that word a lot. Joe Biden actually got up to the podium yesterday and pretended like he understood what the word meant, which was hilarious. But would you please explain to people what exactly supply chains are? Is it an actual chain? <laughs> I mean, these days it kind of is. It's a chain that's yeah. uh, binding us and making everything more expensive. But it's basically all of the interconnected um, individual steps that allow for goods and services to get manufactured and then get to the different consumers around the world. And obviously, uh, over time, we'd like to try to engage in some level of free markets, free choice that helps to get goods to where they need to go at prices that consumers think are reasonable. The problem is that central planners always think they know better than everybody else. And so they get involved and they make decisions and they usually focus on one thing and they don't realize that that has ripple effects um, throughout the entire economic system, including the supply chain, or perhaps they do realize that and uh, we're looking for some economic chaos. So it's a choose your own adventure book, you can decide. So all 
of the decisions that have been made uh, both here in the U.S. and worldwide in terms of shutting down the economy, keeping people out of the workforce, the extended unemployment benefits uh, to keep them out even further, uncertainty around sending kids back to school, keeps people out of the labor force. It means there's a shorter shortage of goods that are being produced. At the same time, we've printed tons of money, so there's a lot of dollars that are chasing this limited, more limited supply of goods and services. And then, of course, keeping people out of the labor force, we don't have things like truck drivers to get the things from point A to point B. So it's really um, a cluster. I won't finish that word, but you, again, you can choose your own adventure and, and fill that in. And that was done not by capitalism, but by central plan. Okay, well, let me ask uh, a question here. Now, uh, it's obviously not that I doubt your intellect. Carol Roth is probably the sharpest woman I've ever talked to in my life. But you're not the only smart person on the planet. And yet, all these smart people, back when coronavirus got here, they all were telling me that you could just kind of press pause on the economy like it was Netflix. And whenever you're done, you just press unpause, and it just goes again. Now, again, I'm not doubting your intelligence here, but... I'm positive you're not the only one on the planet who's smart. Why were all these people in positions of power pushing such an absurd concept? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I keep repeating, you know, who could have predicted this entirely predictable outcome over and over again, whether it happens to be uh, via inflation or supply chain or labor market or any of these components of the economy. And, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not in the inner circle, Jeff. They know you'll be very surprised to find that out. They, they haven't invited me into the club. So this is only my best speculation. But my guess is, you know, they are looking to consolidate power. And they have this emotional manipulation going on where they figured they could buy people off with small amounts of money, you know, $1,400 stimulus, and somehow you wouldn't realize that, oh, we're now spending $175 or $200 a month on basic needs, uh, and that they could blame that on capitalism and say, oh, we need more government to fix this. You know, you don't, you can't get a job or you don't want to go back into the labor force, oh, we'll give you UBI to fix it. So I do feel like a lot of these things were intentional um, as a way to kind of make the point, even if, though it doesn't really fundamentally make sense, but emotionally manipulate everything into having people think that you need more government and government is the answer when clearly they are the ones that have caused every single one of these problems. I just want to let you know, Carol, when I take over everything, if we if we allow women in my administration, you will be in my club, Carol. But that's a big if. There's no guarantees well, I, I on that. But you, I have to ask you a question about that, though. I'm not really great at making sandwiches, so will that disqualify well, me from being part of that inner cabal? You know, I, I completely reject this thought that women have to be good at making sandwiches. If you're just good at ordering them, that's plenty for me. I just want well, to be able I'm to good eat at them. That. I Carol. make a great reservation. There you go. There you go. All right. In all seriousness, Bloomberg, uh, America needs higher and longer-lasting inflation? I, um, it, okay, explain to me why this would possibly be good for America. I understand if you work at Bloomberg or if you're possibly an investment banker or speak into a television set for a living, you're probably doing okay financially, so you don't care if the cost of beef goes up 10%. But most people don't get to do this for a living. They have real bills. They can't afford this stuff. Carol, how does how does this help them? Yeah, I mean, this is the 
epic gaslighting that's been going on really around all of these economic topics, but in particular with inflation. First, we were told, oh, inflation wasn't going to get out of control, so we're going to you know, do these things and it, they make sense. Then we were told, well, inflation is going to run hot, but it's going to be transitory. It's only for a limited time. Now that you know, it's clear that that's not the case, now they're trying to find the new spin, and the new spin is inflation is great for you. The reality is, is that inflation is a tax. It's something that obviously affects everybody, but the burden of it is paid by or borne by the poor and the middle class. Uh, because at the same time that we're dealing with the fact that every one of your dollars is buying fewer goods and services, which is not a good thing by anyone's stretch of the imagination, those are usually the people that have fewer assets that are being inflated in value. So again, that the dollar, the value of the dollar is being diminished and it hurts everyone, but it doesn't hurt the wealthy as much. They're not paying as much of their income for basic needs and they have the assets to offset it. So anytime anyone is trying to tell you that inflation is a good thing, that is a bald-faced lie and you should call them out on it. Carol, I don't know what you're talking about lies. These people don't lie. I mean, I have uh, fact checkers on Twitter they rushed out and said the supply chain problems in California, they're a direct res direct result of the pandemic. I, I mean, they wouldn't be lying. That certainly has nothing to do with the pandemic response, right? I mean, it's coronavirus that shut down these ports. Yes, as I've said the whole time, the, the black swan was not the pandemic. The black swan was the government reaction to the pandemic. Nobody had on their bingo card that the government was gonna say we were going to shut down large swaths of the economy for extended periods of time, and that we're going to make these chain of ridiculous decisions, which again, completely obvious in their outcomes. So this is, this is not a pandemic issue. This is a government reaction to the pandemic issue. And there have been a lot of places around uh, or along the way where they could have just stopped. You know, you, I, you give them a little bit of a pass maybe in the beginning to say, well, things were chaotic and they weren't sure. But the fact that we're 19 months in and we're still seeing continued idiocy, and then on top of it, I mean, the worst is yet to come. I mean, we haven't even talked about the quote unquote infrastructure bill or the social spending Ooh. bill that wants to throw more dollars on top of this inflation flame um, and the vaccine mandates that are keeping people out of the workforce and uh, trying to peek into people's bank accounts. I mean, there's so many things that are coming down the pike where they're doubling down and tripling down on bad decisions that like, we can't even see that light at the end of the tunnel because it's just darkness on the other side. Good grief. Carol Roth, thank you, Carol. You're the best. All right. Look, it... If you're personally falling on hard times right now, and my emails say that that is a lot of people, I, I get that. I, I'm getting these emails. I've been I've been fired. I've been laid off. Uh, they're, they're they're forcing me to quit. I, I get it. And there are a lot of people, especially over the last two years, they've piled on a lot of debt, credit card debt, maybe department store debt. I mean, there's a lot of different kinds, right? If you're sitting there looking at a mountain of debt, and you don't know what to do, if you got ten thousand dollars or more in debt, hear me here. Don't give up. Don't be embarrassed. Financial times come for us all. I, I went hungry for two days at one point in time in my life. Financial times, hard ones, come for us all at some point in time. Make one phone call for me, all right? Total financial freedom. 
They've been doing it for 15 years. In some cases, they're cutting people's payments, monthly payments, in half. There's a path out of this. This is a company who's been helping people for a long time. Make one phone call for me, all right? 877-332-8291. 877-332-8291. Make sure you use the code JESSE when you call so you can get a better deal, get some free stuff. 877-332-8291. Code JESSE. We'll be back. We're not going to forget about the border on this show. And I understand it always takes a new blip to get people to talk about it, right? I mean, we just kind of forgot about the border, or at least most people did for the longest time until 14,000 Haitians showed up at the border, and then everyone covered it for about 15 minutes, and now they're back to just not covering it anymore. But this is, this could be the biggest story in the country. We are reshaping and remaking America into something much, much worse. We are not welcoming in a million brand new freedom-loving citizens. We are not. In fact, we don't even know who we're welcoming in. We don't even know. And the, the wildest thing about all this, there's no indication this is going to stop or slow down. In fact, if you believe the latest, the indication is it's about to ramp up. And how bad has it been? Well, get this. Fox News, to their credit, they have documents. They obtained some documents showing over 160,000 illegal aliens have been in, released into the United States since March without supervision. And 70,000 have been released since August. Roughly 32,000 have been released on parole since August, making them eligible for work permits to take jobs in the United States of America. That's right. We're not only letting them flood in, we're now handing out work permits by the tens of thousands. Here you go, bro. Welcome, welcome to America. Go get a job that could be an American's job. Now, why would I say it's about to get worse? Jesse, you're just trying to scare me. Couple reasons. One, Mayorkas, guess what he's doing to make sure these illegal immigrants will stop coming here? He sent out a memo, a directive, actually, on Tuesday telling ICE, stop doing workplace raids for illegals. Do you think the people down in Central and South America, do you think they can read? I have a clue for you. They can. They're reading that headline, too, probably as we speak. This is an invitation for more and more and more of them to come along. And there's another reason for all this. Oh, there's absolutely another reason. The weather. People don't think about that. All these illegals who've already come here this year, this was supposed to be the slow season because we just got through the summertime. Summertime, these people have to get up here through Mexico. Mexico is hotter than blazes, so they generally try to avoid, or at least a lot, a lot fewer people avoid coming through Mexico in the summertime. It's now winter. Now that winter's here, the weather is cooling off and more and more and more of these people are coming. And let's not forget, California. You know California. Everyone likes to poke fingers at California now. Oh, look at all those communists over there. Do you know California used to be a reliable red state? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Do you know what changed? Do you know how California went from being a red state 
to being a guaranteed blue state in every presidential election, giving every Democrat a real leg up over the Republican contender. You know what did that for them? Amnesty, illegal immigration. Do you think Democrats weren't paying attention when they saw how that won them an entire state, the biggest, most important state? What do you think their plans are for the one, two million people who are going to flood into this country illegally this year? Do you think the chances are they want to deport them or the chances are they want to find a way to get them on the voter rolls? All right. We got Rick Green coming up next, but crime is out of control right now, and cybercrime, sadly, is ramping up. In financial hard times, crime always ramps up, and cybercrime is no different. Home title theft is blowing up in this country, absolutely blowing up. We must stop it, but law enforcement can't stop it. That's part of what makes the crime so bad. They're hacking into home titles online forging signatures on them, taking loans out against them. By the time you even know a crime's been committed, you're getting eviction notices in the mail. Home title lock, it's your only way to stop them. Home title lock, when you go and sign up at hometitlelock.com, they detect any tampering and they shut it down like that. It's really important. I have it. I'll never be without it. You should too. Go to hometitlelock.com because the last thing you need right now in these crazy times is an eviction notice for a loan you didn't take out. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Thing I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network it was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? You I didn't think that was did, your, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming But they coming did it with podcast. such glee. Mm. Mm -mm. I, I just want to remind you as I bring in Rick Green here, my friend, former Texas state legislator and, of course, founder of Patriot Academy. I just PatriotAcademy.com, by the way. I want to just point out to everybody... The people you see on television and your elected representatives, they're very, very stupid. I, 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 yes, even the ones that have doctor in front of their name, these are dumb people because it really takes an idiot to be a communist. It, it, these people are stupid. Joining me now, Rick Green. Rick, I have to tell you, man, I do enjoy when these people get pinned down on the most basic stuff. I mean, Rick, that's a big fancy doctor, and he looked like a deer in the headlines out, uh, headlights out there. Uh, asked some very basic questions. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for Joe Rogan, right? I mean, he's running circles around this guy, as, as well as a lot of other folks. I mean, he's gone from being essentially a California liberal to now living in Texas and leading the way on poking holes in these ridiculous 
uh, non-pharmaceutical inventions that government is uh, interventions that government has done uh, to the completely unconstitutional mandates. And for him to be defending parents and 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 going against this ridiculous jabbing of our kids, um, the child abuse with the mask. I mean, anyway, Rogan's just been fantastic. He's got another great one with Zuby on there for for like three hours where they go through the science and and all of the logical conclusions that should be made. I'm just thankful for Joe Rogan right now. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the mass, Rick, because we're, we're, look, we'll talk about the vaccines for kids in a second, and that's just flat out monstrous. But I I feel like we don't talk enough about the fact masking our children is abusive. Now, just because Child it's abusive. abusive now on a state level and a local level, we act like it's not as abusive. Kids are not in danger from coronavirus. The mask doesn't do anything anyway. And we've just decided because of what? We're going to ritually abuse mass portions of our children for what reason, Rick? Yeah, and these people, you know, continue to defend it because they they don't want to have to admit what they've done to kids for a year and a half now. And, I mean, look, anybody with common sense, right, anybody that's had kids at least with common sense knows you put a mask on a seven or eight or nine or 10 year old and expect them to wear it all day. They're going to drop it in the bathroom. They're going to wipe their boogers on it. They're going to, it's going to be nasty. And that's exactly what we've done with these kids, let alone, I mean, the obvious psychological problems with this, uh, the lack of learning. You can't see your teacher's lips moving when they're speaking. I mean, there's just no common sense, Jesse, none, because it has to fit their, like you said, you have to be an idiot to, to believe in communism and socialism. And to believe that government can solve this problem for us and that some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. knows better than I know about what's best for my kid or knows better than what my local health officials know. It's just insanity. Rick, now let's move on to the thing that I see coming. And by the grace of God, we both live in Texas, so it will not be coming to a theater near me. But this mandatory vaccination for kids, we know it's coming. At least it's going to come, you know, well, it's not mandatory, but you can't go to school. For, for the blue areas of this country, the Californias, the New Yorks, this is coming. And this is just unconscionable to me that we're going to force kids to get vaccinated for something that does not pay, pose a risk to them whatsoever. And Pfizer and all these companies, they've ramped up their lobbying arm. We have word now that Congress, one to 200 members of Congress are taking that ivermectin or whatever it is. This is, this is criminal what is happening right now. Man, it's the sacrificing of kids. I mean, I don't know a nice way to say it. This is in the spirit of Moloch we're dealing with here. We're literally gonna say, that, that even though we don't have long-term studies, we don't have any of the things that we've always required before we mandated vaccines, that we're not gonna push this on five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, even 15-year-olds. I mean, look at the, 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 the VAERS reports right now, and we have a whistleblower saying that the VAERS reports are one-fifth of what's actually been reported, but you're looking at over 10,000 deaths, hundreds of thousands of negative reactions, one-third of those in the study that the FDA used to approve the vaccine one-third had negative reactions. Now, a lot of those were minor, but a lot of them weren't minor. We stopped the swine flu vaccine in 1976 after 53 deaths. And here we are over 10,000 deaths, all of these neurological problems, all of these negative reactions. Does anybody remember the nurse passing out on television after she got the vaccine? I mean, it's crazy that we would force it. Hey, if you wanna make it available to people and let them make their own decisions, that's fine. Not only are we gonna force it on the kids, I just left Seattle. I was there all, all last week, Jesse, doing events, four nights, amazing, 500, 600 people crowds, fired up because why? They're losing their jobs. 
firemen coming up and telling me about how they're going to lose their job. Military, nurses, healthcare professionals. I mean, it's unbelievable what we're doing all in the name of some government mandate that, by the way, I love, by the way, this this battle that Jen Psaki has set up between the president's mandate uh, and executive order and the governor's. First of all, she's saying federal law trumps state law. What federal law? Where is the federal law for mandating the vaccine on these employers? It's a press conference from a senile president going out there and mumbling about what he wants to have happen. It's not even in the regulations yet. Even if they had OSHA do it, it would be completely unconstitutional. There's no federal authority for a mandate. There's absolutely state and local authority here. And everybody keeps talking Jacobson v. Massachusetts, 1905. This gives the president... Jacobson was a local authority decision, and I'm not sure that's one they want to hang their hat on since that's what led to forced sterilizations and eugenics. I mean, uh, these people have lost their minds. Thank God for Ron DeSantis setting the example in Florida. And finally, King Abbott, you know, he gets up in the morning, he watches Ron DeSantis' press conferences, and he says, oh, I guess I should do that. I want to be popular too. But at least now he's finally doing some of the right things. Anyway, I, I mean, absolutely the federal government has no say here. Jesse, we're here because we don't know the Constitution, we don't know jurisdictions, and the CEO of Southwest Airlines is going to get on television and say, I have to do this because the president ordered. Herb Kelleher is spinning in his grave right now. What happened to the rebellious airline that is now cowering at the feet of a, of a senile president? Thank God for the pilots and the air traffic controllers and the baggage handlers all being willing to finally stand up against this. Zero constitutional authority. We've lost our minds. We need to come back to understanding constitutional jurisdictions. Yeah, we sure do. Rick Green, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Hey, man, tell everybody to go watch Schoolhouse Rocks and they'll find out I'm a bill from Capitol Hill, not from a senile president having a press conference. God bless you, man. Have a good one. See you, boss. All right. We have a light in the mood next, and this one is, it's near and dear to my heart. It's something I've ranted on before. I'm about to rant on it again. Hang on. It's light in the mood time, but I have something I need to say first, and this will all be revealed when you watch the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Longtime viewers of the show will understand where I'm coming from because they've heard me say this before. <clears throat> I grew up in Montana for the most part. I moved to Montana when I was 10. My old man would take me fishing, He'd take me hunting all the time. We'd watch nature shows together. Marty Stauffer, I think it was. We'd watch nature shows. So maybe it gives me a different understanding than other people. Wild animals, they're not pets. They don't have little personalities like you imagine they do. They don't speak English, actually, believe it or not. They're not soft and cuddly and wanting to go crawl into bed with you and do some snuggles. Okay, that's your poodle. Wild animals are dangerous. Now, I understand. I, I understand you've seen all the Disney movies. I know you've seen Lion King a million times, and the lions are so nice to each other. And gosh, look at the little lemur. Look how funny he is. I bet real lemurs are like that. I know that's what you think. Wild animals are dangerous. Stay away from them, as this gentleman found out. Check this out, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. 
Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, Hi boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. <coughs> Help me! Help! I hope he's okay. I'm glad his rampant stupidity could serve as a message to all the viewers of I'm Right. Once again, I know you're excited to see the buffalo in Yellowstone. Honey, get up there. This will look good on my Instagram. I'm going to put my hand on his horns. Stay away from the animals. I'll see you tomorrow.